The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's 11 minutes after 8. Welcome to the Forum at 8. Now, there's been much research in South Africa into workplace bullying, but the latest quantitative uh, study on the phenomenon is aimed at creating awareness amongst employers and employees. Bullying is seen as acts of verbal comments that could mentally hurt or isolate a person in the workplace. And unlike the typical school bullying, workplace bullies, we told, operate within the established rules and policies of organizations and society. Bullies create an unnatural work environment where people try very hard not to upset their colleagues, uh, uh, compelling them to behave in ways which they wouldn't normally behave in. So this morning we are asking... Are you being bullied in the workplace? Because these days so often we hear about people who are actually on leave, ill in hospitals, and they are being, it it is basically from the workplace. You are ill. Your work is making you ill. And there's something wrong with that because it shouldn't be happening, but it is. So are you being bullied in your workplace? Do you think you're being bullied? Do you want clarity on that this morning? If you do, give us a call on 891 You can also SMS us on 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Please use the hashtag AM Live. And joining us for the discussion, we have Leandri Kanev, um, Human Resource Manager. And uh, for her master's degree in industrial psychology, uh, Leandri, in collaboration with Afri Forte, has done a quantitative study to determine the frequency with which employees in South Africa actually experience acts of workplace bullying. Leandri, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's appreciated. Our pleasure. And we also have in studio uh, Mpo Makube, who's a career coach and CEO at the Thrive Office. And um, Mpo coaches people to be resilient in the workplace, especially young professionals. And uh, she, of course, says that she can talk about her experience, uh, which I'm looking forward to hearing, because currently... Her cousin is also in a psychiatric ward because of work-related stress and bullying. Sounds familiar? Know someone who's in that sort of position? That's what we're talking about this morning. So perhaps just um, for the purposes of setting some sort of parameter on the discussion, when we talk about workplace bullying, apart from what I've already mentioned, what are the sort of characteristics that one should look out for? Good morning, Sakina, and morning to your listeners. Um, First, maybe I should start by clarifying what actually is bullying in the workplace, because um, it's very easy to confuse what bullying is. We use the term bullying quite loosely, and we like to say, you know, I've got a boss from hell and and all those terms. But uh, I've got a definition here. It says bullying has is defined as a repeated attempt to torment or weigh down a person by provoking, intimidating, and intentionally intentionally harming the victim. The staff appraisal system may also be abused to deny promotion or performance-related salary increments. When a manager has taken reasonable action to discipline, counsel, demote, retrench, or dismiss you, then that is not considered bullying. And if your employer has taken the decision based on reasonable grounds not to award or provide a promotion, transfer, or some other benefits, then he or she cannot be accused of bullying. So that's basically what bullying is. 
And the next question then would be just how prevalent is workplace bullying in South Africa? Now, you did that quantitative study, um, Leandri. Can you tell us more about this? Are we able to get some sort of gauge on the prevalence of it? Yes, Akina. Uh, our study was conducted in 2010, and um, so it's a couple of years ago. But our re- results indicated that approximately a third of um, our participants reported experiences of workplace bullying. And um, so that is quite a prevalent problem within the South African workforce. If you can say that a third of your employees are actually experiencing frequent acts of workplace bullying, so um, in Looking at that statistic, I would say, you know, it, it's, a, it's quite a prevalent problem currently in South Africa. Now, just going through uh, your study, the research, what was the purpose of it? And, and if you can also just talk to us about your findings. Okay, so in general, um, we just wanted to see, you know, there, there was a quite a lack on, on current research in South Africa on the prevalence of workplace bullying. So we mainly just wanted to do to determine, you know, what are the prevalence within South African organizations and very, very more importantly is do we experience significant differences um, with regards to workplace bullying between different social demographic groups? You know, we have a very diverse workforce in South Africa and every organization, um, well, we are striving to, to obtain more diverse workforces. Um, and we needed to see, you know, are these social demographic differences within organizations actually contributing the experience of workplace bullying. I think what you're saying is very important, but uh, the line is not great. So what we'll do is we'll put you back to the production team, try and see if we can get a better line there. But in the meantime, let me come back to you, Mpo. Um, You know, and and maybe you can relate to us, uh, starting with your own experience before we go any further of, you know, what you've experienced in terms of bullying and the results thereof. Yes. So, um, I mean, my first job, I straight out of varsity, when I started my first job, I got a culture shock in the workplace because um, the, the person that I reported into uh, used to verbally um, attack us, like swear at us, you know. So, I mean, initially I just thought, okay, maybe he's having a bad day. But then it it, it, it went on repeatedly, you know. And, yeah, so eventually, I mean, I worked for the person, but they had erratic emotions. And, I mean, they would make us, you know, work crazy hours and have impossible deadlines and all those things. So eventually I decided I wasn't going to put up with it, you know, and I left that organization in search of greener pastures. Little did I know that, (laughs) you know, I mean, you face difficult um, uh, bosses or you work with difficult people in all environments, you know, so bullies are everywhere. It's not just in one company, it's like everywhere. So even in the in the new workplace where I worked, I mean, I experienced different types of victimization. You know, sometimes you get overworked, you get given a lot of work and uh, it, it gets to you, you know, because yes, sometimes it's, it's okay to, to go the extra mile, but now when you're expected to work crazy hours all the time, mm. it starts to impact on your personal life. And even like on weekends, you know, you have to work and deliver and you even start hating checking your phone and things like that because, you know, it's just, it's it's like your boss is just there on your case all the time. <laughs> so there weren't, there weren't any boundaries, 
you know so i think that that's the mistake a lot of young people make is that we we put up with bullying because we want to prove ourselves we want to perform you know and obviously we want the promotions and all of that but sometimes it just it, it gets too much and it does get in the way and also sometimes you get managers that don't give you work mm. <laughs> you know deliberately so uh, you know and in the workplace they call it uh, working you out of the system or so you come to work and you literally don't have work to do you know and you you ask your manager listen i don't have work to do and they don't really give you a reasonable explanation to say why that is so it's an attempt to frustrate you in the workplace in the hope that prob- probably you leave on your own you know and inevitably this will you know have an impact it will take its toll on your health yes it does because especially when you're working in a culture of that's fear based you know um you always tense you know you're always worried you're always stressed and it does filter into your personal life because when you get home you're miserable you cry you know you snap at your partner or your kids and all of that and i mean you go to the doctor and you you get constantly sick so you go to the doctor and you say you know i'm constantly tired i don't know what's going on you know and i mean one doctor told me listen you're actually fatigued you need time out you know but i mean for me how to do go- you go to your boss and say i'm fatigued <laughs> like i'm tired you can't you can't say that you know so but why can't you say that it's if the doctor has diagnosed you why can't you go and say that to your boss because i think it's also fear again to say you know they're going to say uh, you're just making up excuses you, you you can't handle the hard work and the pressure you know there's all those things that we are afraid of and we conform because like you know sometimes you work in like a high performance team so you conform with what everyone else is doing i mean i remember in in the workplace you know people were afraid to leave at the normal time like at half past four. people would like be afraid to leave even if they had um no work to do you know but simply because all the other colleagues were still sitting there pretending to be working so would all just sit there <laughs> and just wait until somebody leaves or if the boss leaves first then then that's our cue to pack up you know mm. so you start also <laughs> you know doing all these crazy behaviors to conform in the workplace and you know to keep your boss happy and to show that you're part of um the team Well, high prices to pay, but I'm sure many people can identify with what you are saying right now. So we have Leandri back. Leandri, apologies there, that line wasn't great. I was asking you about uh, your research and the findings thereof. Sorry, Sakina, I'm, I'm back again. Um, yeah, so looking at the socio-demographic groups that we typically find in an organization, and then we specifically focused on race, gender, age, level of education, and also the type of industry, and how um, there might be different experience of workplace bullying um, with regards to these socio-demographic groups. Um, and what we actually found was that, um, I think most statistically significant, though, is that our, our black um, colleagues have reported the highest level of workplace bullying, um, which um, for us was not what we expected to find in the study, as literature shows us that it's mostly the minority groups um, within an organization that could experience the higher level of workplace bullying. So getting that um, that result back was uh, quite surprising. But if you look at, I think if you look at the, cu- the current um, makeup of our South African um, organizations, and if we look at the most recent Commission of Employment Equity report, which is now, well, now published very recently, we still see that um, 
our African colleagues and our black colleagues are currently not the highest or the most active population at your more senior and top management levels. Mm. So that could perhaps provide one explanation on the higher um, reporting of, of workplace bullying for our African colleagues. Mm. And um, also, um, what about gender? Did that also, you know, uh, what sort of results did you see in that regard? So again, we found very interesting. Um, we didn't really have literature and, and studies in South Africa comparing um, women and, and men's experience with regards to workplace bullying. So we tried to see you know, which, which group is more susceptible and, and will report on higher levels of workplace bullying. And we actually found that men reported um, on higher levels of workplace bullying than women in our, um, in our workforce. That's interesting. Was it because they mm. are perhaps more vocal or was it because it, it, it actually was more prevalent or are there more men in the workplace? That, that's a very interesting question, Sakina. And um, I think there's, there could be various explanations as to why this, um, this result came forward. But I think we should look at, um, you know, workplace bullying, the literature tells us that it tends to be more gender specific. So you will find that male-on-male bullying um, will be more prevalent than perhaps male-on-female bullying. So if you again look at our employment um, active population statistics, um, you will see that males are still the predominant um, gender within the workforce. So that could perhaps be an explanation on why men reports high, are reporting on higher levels of workplace bullying due to a, being a more male-dominant um, work, workforce currently. And also, you will also find that workplace bullying behavior is more characterized by men with what we call direct bullying, meaning your direct interpersonal, face-to-face, you know, humiliation, bulletin remarks. Those are the type of bullying behavior more predominantly shown by men in the workplace. And then if we uh, look at the industries, uh, is it more prevalent in certain industries than in others? Um, our study sh- has shown that um, our organizations in, in the public sector, your government organizations, as well as the mining and manufacturing industries, showed and reported on higher levels of workplace bullying than in our um, other sector- sectors that we um, investigated. Well, uh, we are talking about workplace bullying this morning. Interesting um, uh, notes there from the study. Would you like to comment on that, Paul? Yeah, I just found it quite surprising as well that it's mostly males that reported bullying because in my experience, it's, um, you know, I've experienced that women also go through a lot of bullying. But perhaps, like I said, it's people don't talk about it. So maybe uh, it's not reported much by women. So why don't people talk about it? Because I think it's also you feel like maybe you're being unreasonable, you know, because I mean, when everybody in the workplace behaves in a certain way, you sort of like conform to that culture, you know, the uh, working hours and all of that. So when you rebel and say, you know, this is this, I'm not going to put up with this, you you know, it's it's like you literally not conforming. So it's it's. It's not like, you know, like the the right thing to do, if I can put it that way. I don't know if that mm. makes sense. Well, Sakina, my, 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 sorry, may I add to what you yes, saying? Yes, please. 
Um, I think we must definitely also take into account the power relations that happens within organizations. The study has also shown that um, superior bullying by, um, is more common than colleague bullying. So what we are finding is that our victims are in a vulnerable position. They are reporting to this person in most in most of the cases. You know, the the supervisor has I almost want to say a hold of on, on them. And that tends to, you know, then that, that makes the victim very reluctant to report on this behavior because they still need to work with this individual. Um, so it is a very complicated situation and most of them might not find or or experience um, that the organization will not support them in when they report it or they are they are they're scared to, to blow the whistle, the whistle on this behavior because they don't know what the retaliation might be. The retaliation and perhaps also the fact that we live in a country where the unemployment rate is so high. Yes. And, and, and uh, wouldn't that also perhaps mean that people would um, be more willing to stay in that abusive environment rather than leave because where would they go to? Yeah, I think um, the For loss sure. of people don't want to lose their income. You know, and I mean, like you said, the employment rate in South Africa is too, is very high. And for you to like just leave your job, it's probably going to take you a couple of months for you to get another job, you know. So a lot of people, what they try to do is put up with the behavior and then try and slowly look for other opportunities elsewhere, you know. But in certain instances, the bullying is so bad that people do leave the workplace without any um, backup uh, plan. You know, mm. because things have just gotten that bad. Well, uh, what are your experiences? Were bullying in the workplace? That's what we're talking about this morning with uh, Leandri Kanev and Mpoma Kube. Tell us what your stories are. Anonymous in Durban, good morning. Hello, how are you? Well, thanks, and you? Good, good. Um, yeah, uh, about a year ago, I had a, um, you know, nobody wants to call it bullying, but I just had a, a somebody that I worked with that really made working there unbearable. He was horrible, um, had his, uh, his pets that um, could do no wrong, um, made uh, just life unbearable. Almost where, where I actually was taking, and I'd never before taken like tranquilizers before I went to work. Wow. To, like, sure. And um, one day I wrote my letter of resignation. I walked into his office and I said, today you, you leave in an ambulance. This is over. I'm kicking your head in. Um, and he changed about seven shades of, of pale. I started walking around his desk because today he was leaving in, a, in an ambulance. Um, and something just said, this will be... Clacton said, don't, don't do it. Um, I explained everything to him because now I didn't care. I had my letter of resignation mm. in my hand. Um, and from that day, uh, it, I, I only stayed about another three to four months because he begged, no, don't, don't. Um, and it was a well, good paying job, um, working for a, a pretty well-known company. Um, and yeah, it, it's, uh, he's just, it's just a weak little person. And, and that's what I think the problem was with him. Um, how that is with other people, I, I don't know, but sometimes uh, you just got to, got to confront it straight on and um, it, it changed. But it takes a lot of courage, doesn't it, Anonymous? I mean, you were taking tranquilizers before you even summoned oh, up yeah. the courage to face this person. Oh, yes, it, it wasn't fun. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's quite liberating when, when, you, when you start and that, uh, that uh, pin comes out of the, the grenade. Um, you do feel a lot better uh, and it, does, it did make a change.
Anonymous, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, there are quite a few, um, you know, uh, things that emerge from what he is saying. The one that, you know, it, it, it went so far. Um, you ideally wouldn't want to get people into positions where they have to now depend on medication yeah. to be in a state to come to work. And also in the end, uh, where it could result in violence and who knows what the outcome of that might be. But I want to come back to that because I have a tweet here from uh, TMFSA saying that um, is one bullied if, if work is allocated unfairly in the workplace? But the second part of that question is what's the recourse? And I think that also applies to anonymous did it have to come to that or was there recourse for people who feel that they are being bullied what can they do where do they go some of the messages coming through very very interesting but of course i think many other many people can identify uh with were the, the issues that others are raising here this morning and i just had a thought i wonder how many people if you had the opportunity to walk out today because you knew you had another uh, employment to go to tomorrow, how many people would actually leave today because they feel they are being bullied in the workplace? That would be interesting to know. But uh, tell us, what are your views? Uh, What are your um, experiences in the workplace? Do you believe that you are being bullied? And I see there's a trend already developing, people coming through as anonymous, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, We want to hear your stories and perhaps also help others who may find themselves in similar situations. Now, before the break, we took a call from Anonymous in Durban and um, he was relating his story and uh, we spoke about how this uh, generally tends to impact on your health. He spoke about having to go on tranquilizers so that he could just be in you know, some state of mind to actually go on doing this job. But ultimately... He, he he basically just lost it and and he was ready to kick this guy's head in um literally as he was saying at the end there but it came back then of course to the question about what recourse do people have when they know that they are being bullied in the workplace leandri Sakina, that is that is uh, the the crux of the question. You know, um, I think the first thing that organisations need to focus on is: Are their employees aware that there are policies and procedures within the organisation that could protect them and must protect them from workplace harassment? And you know, the Employment Equity Act clearly stipulates that the employer has the responsibility to protect his or her or their employees from from harassment in the workplace. And um, I think that is that is the first step, you know, make, making employees aware that there should be and there must be uh, a fair and uh, a way for them to report on this behavior without being victimized in the process. It is obviously much easier said than done. Um, mm. And in the practical work environment, you know, we are, you are working with these people. It makes reporting reporting very, very hard. But I do believe that, um, it, you know, the responsibility lies on management and the type of organizational culture that you would like to see within your organization. Are you open to diversity um, experiences within your organization? Are you encouraging um people to work together and do you have a no tolerance policy in place for people who who just portrays this um, bullying behavior but then um, a very interesting question from a friend who shall remain anonymous wants to know do bullies even know that they are bullying people that that is a very very good question i um, we can speculate 
Um, but I think what we must perhaps keep in mind is, um, obviously there is the question, why do people bully? You know, mm. Why are they engaging in this, um, this destructive behavior where you are actually costing your organization money by, by, by engaging in this behavior? Um, so there, there are different theories, obviously, to why people behave the way they do. And I think we should leave that up to, to the psychologists and the people who, um, who are more, more knowledgeable on, on, mm. on human behavior within the workplace. But yeah, there are definitely, that, that is the question. Why do people bully? And why do they feel the need that they have to, to bully um, their colleagues or their, their subordinates in order to, to gain something from it? But it also begs the question, what is wrong in the workplace setup that people are allowed mm. to get away with this? Uh, Sane Sihia mm. says, what exacerbates bullying by managers more is that HR is just an extension, a mouthpiece of the organization and that people find no help in these structures. Yeah, I think that's so true because um, in the workplace, you feel like, you know, the ma- the HR manager doesn't have your back, you know, because, I mean, they just, like you said, they're just an extension of your, your manager. So you don't feel safe um, talking about your personal issues with an HR manager because you know that eventually it might get back to your manager, you know. So it's it's a... There's a lack of trust in the workplace where you start feeling paranoid and you feel like there's no one you can really trust and open up to. So that that is part of the struggle that we, we people face in the workplace as well. I just want to read a few messages because there's so much to go through. And I want to also, you know, draw from people's experience in the workplace as mm. they relate to their stories. 891 But let me read through these. Uh, Danny, Danny says, I work in a male-dominated environment. Bullying is a real problem, and I can totally relate to what you're talking about. Tolly uh, 12 says, at work, we are bullied. Our manager is never at work, but our yearly increase depends on his assessment of our work. This manager who is never there is going to do the assessment. And then um, Vanance Kalala says, great program. After the clear explanation, I just realize how often we are being bullied in the workplace. V. Kumalo says, "Uh, workplace bullying is so painful. I know it from first-hand experience. When you work hard and you are told that you shouldn't think that you are irreplaceable, uh, working on edge, workplace bullying is real and it is unnecessary. And I know there are many people who are going through this, many more than we think. This one uh, from Blessing says, the banking sector, the pressure on staff leads to fearfulness. People keep quiet. They are fearful of being listed onto the reds after dismissal. So there's one sector because earlier I was asking about sectors. Perhaps it's more prevalent in certain sectors than others. But uh, many more messages coming through. But let's just hear from the callers. 891-104-208 is our call-in number. Anonymous from Pretoria. Good morning. Hi, Fatim. How are you? Well, thanks. And you? I'm very well. I think after the explanation, I just realized that we were being bullied. I'm a young professional who works with the mind. And I can tell you it's right in there because the use of square words is basically one of the 12 languages now that is used in the mind. And you complain, you are being told that you don't want to work, you think you are young, you are educated, you think you can come here and take over. You know, so whether you complain or you don't, it's, it's the same. And, you know, you've got a choice whether to leave or not to leave, but 
end of the day, you need to put bread on the table. So what you do, mm. you just keep up with the abuse. And I can tell you, at one stage, it gets really unbearable. I can identify with the first caller who was using tranquilizers. Even myself, too, it got to that point. But, yeah, you just pray for another better opportunity. But if the unemployment rate now in South Africa becomes very, very difficult to live. So if I were to find another job, I'll be the first one to leave, like you, you were asking earlier on. Mm. Wow, thank you so much, uh, Anonymous in Pretoria, for sharing your story. Another Anonymous in Hamans Kral, good morning. Hello. Morning. Morning, man. Great, thanks, and you? I'm good. Hey, ma'am, I have the same problem also. At work, they are pulling us, they don't give us. My, my, my boss, when, when we, every time when we, we, we come to work, Anonymous, okay. anonymous, just Hello? stand Hello? still. Don't move around. Okay, I'm. I'm can I stop? Because of, um, yes, please. Stop. You were I saying? Was saying to you. I was saying to you. Even at uh, I'm. I'm experiencing. They. They don't. They don't give us job. When you come to, you just come to exercise that you do, and then it's forever abusing us. When we go somewhere, let's say we go, we present somewhere. She will ask us questions in front of those people. Uh, it's tough, eh? Go to speaking. Even I had to. I had. A, I have. A, I have a serious problem now of health. I have. A, they diagnosed me of with high blood pressure now, and I'm trying all my best to. I spoke with him. The first that is happening, and I'm scared to go to HR because of you know I and now brain this. Okay, Anonymous, that line, not great there. But uh, thank you so much for sharing. We get uh, the gist of what you are saying there. And it cannot be, it cannot be all right that people are suffering health problems more uh, more and more uh, because it seems to be increasing because of the situations at work. It cannot be okay that people can just with impunity go around bullying others in the workplace. And uh, for the most part, it seems to be seniors bullying their subordinates. It cannot be. So what needs to be done? Hopefully we'll come up with some suggestions, some uh, way to find solutions to these problems. Lawrence in Port Elizabeth, good morning. Uh, Good morning, Sakina. Sakina, I just want to speak about bullying of of another type, especially when it comes into politics. You mm. know, because how do you deal with a person like Ethel Trollope? He is known by everybody as a, as a, as a bully. The people, the councillors are resigning from his party. The others are going on sick leave and all that. So what recourse do people have to such a person like Ethel Trollope? Because the people describe him as a very terrible person. Well, I wasn't expecting that. You've totally taken me by surprise there. But I tell you what, um, we'll speak to Mr. Trollope. I don't know. Maybe we can try and get hold of him. Is he aware that he's a bully? Is he aware that people feel like this about the way in which he manages them? I tell you, Sakina, every person you speak to, I know about three counselors of his that is booked off sick. You know, there were about four or five that left the DA because they say it is unbearable working with him. They describe him as he thinks that he's working with his uh, uh, former farm workers, you know? So sure. they don't have any way like to move.
Okay. So it would be good if you could, yes, it would be good if you could get him on SASM. I tell you, the people, they they booking them off six Akina by the day. Well, thank you, Lawrence. You can read any, you can read any newspaper like Sakina, they describe him as a bully. He bullied uh, Velisua, uh, Venya also. All right. I got you there. Uh, Lawrence in Port Elizabeth. And and, and um, if Ethel Trollope is listening, anybody who knows him, I didn't expect people to throw around names this morning. But yeah, that's the joys of live radio. Things happen. Yeah. Things get said. But... You know, um, it, it speaks to our topic this morning, workplace bullying. goes back to the question I was asking earlier about whether bullies actually know that yeah. they are bullying people. I think they do to a certain extent because, I mean, when you work with a bully, there's a high turnover rate. People do leave. And, I mean, in the workplace, you also do these um, HR surveys yearly HR surveys where they ask you about the environment and all of those things. And I mean, the, the feedback that people write in those surveys should be an indication that people aren't happy in that department, you know. But then people get so despondent in responding to those uh, surveys because they feel like nothing is being done about it. We fill in these surveys year after year, but still nothing happens. And also, I mean, some of these bullies, um, because of the intimidation that they use, they do get work done. They they do get the results, you know. Mm. So the guys at the top, um, you know, don't see anything wrong with what with their behavior because they feel like as long as you're producing the results, how you go about it. Is probably none of their business, or maybe they turn a blind eye to it, you know. And Sakina, I just wanted to go back as well to the fact um, that people do, um, you know, tend to go, they numb themselves from the pain of the workplace bullying by drinking alcohol. I mean, I spoke to people who were saying that they they smoke weed every night, and you know, it starts it starts small, especially like with women. I've read that. Um, more women are becoming alcoholics because at first you come home, you drink a glass of wine just to wind down and then it starts becoming a problem. But it's because of the stress of the workplace. You just want to get home and forget your problems in the workplace. And it starts to, it leads to other problems, you know. And uh, just to share my own personal experience as well that, I mean, I got so sick in the workplace because I wasn't eating well. I was always at my desk. I was afraid to take lunch at certain times and my health deteriorated and and I ended up in hospital, you know, with uh, gastritis. And afterwards, I was on chronic medication for my gastritis. I came back to work still, and I worked for a couple more years. And I, I got to a point where I got burnt out. And by the time I left, I had adrenal fatigue, you know. So that was quite bad because, like, my system had shut down literally. And had I continued working any longer, who knows, I probably would have drop dead like literally (laughs) so that's what happens well all of this yeah uh, uh, really eye-opening but uh, we did say you know it's probably more uh, uh, prevalent than we think Um, as Buddha Sitole says if all bullied employees had to leave work right now the economy would crash before 9 a.m. some get bullied in front of clients Um, Matune says SABC is the champion of all bullies journalists are not allowed to tweet privately censored on telling stories as they happen Um, Luvuyo says yeah Lawrence took all of us by surprise and uh, uh, M3D says school principals are bullied by government generally they use their own resources for travel 
travelling without allowance. And Clive, Clive says, um, what an appropriate topic for the SABC. And um, a new season, Marcia Breeze says, uh, I could write a book on your topic, but might lose my job in the process. Workplace bullying is real and it is painful. And of course, uh, we are talking about workplace bullying this morning. Um, uh, this Butimata Manamela says, this guy on SAFM was classic diagnosing Ethel Trollope as a bully. Uh, how uh, the expert is going to engage on these issues. But then um, Atspiwo says, uh, this is a regular caller and he's just a member of the ANC. So uh, we shouldn't take much note of what's being said there. Tuso Musi says, workplace bullying occurs when managers don't know the difference between earning respect and commanding respect and um, Fana Boy MCB says I don't think HR has the power to deal with the bullies in the workplace but then of course um, also receiving quite a few messages from people in the political arena apparently there's a lot of that going on in the political arena political seniors bullying their subordinates. Well, maybe Putimana Mela, others would like to call us. Tell us. 0891-104-208. We're talking workplace bullying. Mpo in Pretoria, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. <clears throat> Hi, Sakina. Welcome, Mpo. Thank you. I just wanted to share my experience. Um, four months ago, I left my work because I could just could not take it anymore. The process was that I laid a complaint with HR regarding bullying and some racial comments that were made uh, against me. And ultimately, when the assessment was done, I was told that uh, there was no space for me anymore in the workplace, and I just had to pack and go. So bullying, it's, it's, it's quite rife, and I think the problem is that HR is not strong standing for the workers in itself. And there's nothing else that you can do if the employee is saying to you goodbye. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Mpo. Elias in Tembisa, good morning. Hi, Sakina. Uh, I would like to, to, to give you this another side of this bullying. Bullying is sometimes well organized within an organization like this number of people at a, at a certain level decide to do that in order to get rid of one employee. I know of a manager who left uh, her job early this year because when she was working, she was working with the African-speaking people, which was in the poultry industry. When she was working with uh, African-speaking people and she was uh, mostly, I mean, the only person who could not speak Africans, and they realized they started having fear on her that one day she's going to be going places because she's doing very well. But they decided among themselves, the African people, to deny her the information so that she does not succeed in her position. So that means in other words, to set her to fail. And even if there is information that needs her team, they will not going to talk to her. They will talk to someone even on the, on, 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 on the lower level than her so that uh, the team might have the information, but she's uh, left alone. So she's not even able to take part in, in the meetings. And she complained. She made some formal grievances. And nothing happened because those people who are doing this, they are also connected on the higher level, even with the HR. So ultimately, the only thing that she found which was possible is to leave the, 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 the company. And 
I, I want also to bring to you that it is highly impossible for someone outside, even if he goes outside to prove that what bullying was taking place in the workplace because this information has, has not been disclosed uh, to her. If they are sharing the, the information via the emails, that, those emails, she does not have those kind of emails. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much there, Elias. And that's a good point because, you know, you obviously have to prove that this has been perpetrated against you. Bonagale in Cape Town, good morning. Very good morning, SK. Welcome. Yes, a uh, long time not speaking to you. You know, what I like about radio, that is what is said to be radio is entertain, educate and inform. You know, this is a very good topic that you're talking about here. You know, with this topic, my take with regarding this bullying, um, I tend to believe those who are quiet, were born quiet, will be bullied. But I personally, I was born an outspoken someone. So therefore, no one will ever bully me. I'm talk- you're talking to someone who's over 50 years of age. So, so my point regarding this whole thing, people who are very quiet, will be bullied. That's my take. Uh, that's my, I, I can tell you. No one will ever bully me. Hence, I will tell you something with regard to this thing that I'm saying. I'm a very outspoken someone. People tend to hate me and they will gossip about me. I don't, I don't really mind about them. But I will tell you straight, I'm a very straightforward person. If you're doing something that is wrong and I don't like it, I'll tell you straight in offense. Look, I don't like it. So that is my point mm. regarding this whole thing. People must be out very outspoken, irrespective of what people are going to say. If you don't like it, say it immediately. Look, you are bullying me. I don't like what you're doing. That's, that's nothing wrong as far as I know. That's, that's my opinion regarding this whole thing. Thank you so much, Bonagele. Um, uh, Sigalela uh, says it's actually very difficult when you're working for a small company where the owners are managing everything. Ntowegum Kwanazi says uh, it's hard to avoid these people because you're stuck with them. I've had first-hand experience. My advice, stand up for yourself. Otherwise, it will haunt you. Uh, Puka asks an interesting question, says, um, what's the role of unions in these bullying scenarios? Can Kosatu comment on this, please? And uh, then a few others as well. Um, Desiree saying that uh, she started her own uh, 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 company because of the workplace bullying, because it was that bad. And many others also, Linda Lwa M saying, people are taking such strain, sad fact is that these workplace bullies are pervasive. You will find stories across all the sectors. And here, there's that tweet from Desiree Hussein says, opening up wounds, I got inspired to open my own human capital firm because of the workplace bullying. Leandri? So should people just continue to suffer in silence? No, definitely not. I think that is that is the main one of the main reasons why um, we don't really know about workplace bullying is because it's being underreported. And um, I would wish for for HR in in organisations you know to take a firm stand on this because the fact of the matter is we have legislation that protects our employees um, from this harassment, the victimisation, and intimidation in the workplace. And um, that it is it is an organisational um, view that they must take to 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 put a stop to it, you know, and to put the, the necessary procedures and empower the victims to to stand up to these perpetrators um, for 
Because at the, at the end of the day, it is going to cost the, the company money if they do not put a stop to this bullying behavior. Mm. But as you heard, people have little to no faith in the HR component of the company mm-hmm. because they say they are simply an extension of what is going on. Yeah, I was saying, I mean, um, my, my work as a career coach, I mean, I do what I do is empower people and give them options to say, you know, if you're not happy in this workplace, what can you do? So, so sometimes that helps to speak to somebody who can help you to find solutions, you know, whether within the workplace or outside the workplace. I think that helps as well. Well, uh, uh, Leandri, again, um, just, and I know I'm perhaps belaboring the point, but if someone is sitting there, their health has been adversely impacted upon because of what's going on in the workplace. From the definitions that we've offered, you know you are being bullied. Where can you go realistically after the show? I'd like to say HR. (laughs) Not HR. HR is not going to work. Beyond HR. I mean, what steps should people follow here? You know, Matikina, um, I want to actually point back to the study that we did um, where we focused on a personality trait within an individual which could assist them in coping with stressful situations. The, the personality trait we refer to is sense of coherence, and that enables an employee or a person to manage stressful situations better and um, to, to feel they are in charge and, and they can manage their external stimuli and environment around them. So I would perhaps recommend, you know, someone like me, is a perfect person to go to, you know, to, to, to focus on what personality traits do you have, you know, to enable yourself to better cope with the situation should um, leaving the organization or going to HR if that is not an option. Paul? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I agree. That, I mean, I, I work with uh, helping especially young professionals to build resilience in the workplace because I think there's a lot at play, you know, in in. It also comes down to uh, cultural differences. I mean, as, as a, a young black person going into a mostly white-dominated industry, there are also cultural differences. And it's not that, as one of your callers says, that we're quiet. It's just that we've been taught differently, not to back chat and all of that, you know. So it's also learning those skills. to be, how, to, how do I become more assertive in the workplace? And how do I communicate clearly? But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's also you have to it's a personal choice to say are you willing you know to to be bullied and to carry on working in a toxic environment mm. or are you going to make a different choice altogether well thank you so much for everybody who participated this morning to our guest Leandri Kanif as well as Mpo Makube and of course uh, to the production team we'll be back tomorrow morning right now it's time for the nine o'clock news with Kumbuzile Tabete